Welcome to Supply Chain Radio. This is Greg Kiefer, your host, and today I'm here with Greg Johnson from GT Nexus. Hey, Greg. Um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about visibility, and you know, it's a big challenge. You you read about it daily, uh, all the analyst reports. It's a top priority for companies around the world of all sizes. Yet nobody seems to get their, be able to get their arms and legs around it. It's a, why is that? Well, it, it is a it's an incredibly tough uh, problem, and, and it's it's. You know, it's one of the things that does rise to the top of the list for, for a lot of companies. And I think the way to think about it is um, there are two parts to the solution. There's software that people use, and, and then there are software applications, and then there is sort of the notion of data. How do you get data from the partners? And I'd like to spend just a few minutes talking about the second part of this, because the data part is the tough part. If you can't find a way to get to the data across your network, then no application is going to work. And, uh, and the data we're talking about is very, very complex. It's non-standard. You know, it's estimated that about 20% of the, uh, of the data that a company needs comes from within the four walls of the company. 80% resides with partners, external partners that can be globally distributed. They're all over the world. So. Um, you know, the, 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 the big challenge companies have is not so much with buying business software, you know, because software exists. It's how do you get the data from your partners to a place where it's good, trusted information that can be viewed and used within the applications. So what has been the prevailing approach in the past to try to do this? Yeah, so if you think about the applications as just the tip of the iceberg, underneath the waterline is the second big monolithic problem, which is how do you get the data in one place? And the prevailing models, the prevailing technology models for the last 30 or 40 years for that are EDI enablement services and platforms that help companies connect to their partners. So these are, you know, this is, we, we have a 30 to 40 year history of companies that have gone through a lot of effort to connect to their partners to get to the data, the 80% that they don't have. And in that world, there are two sort of versions. The first is what I think of as point-to-point -point EDI. And you can buy software, and companies have, buy software to help you map and translate the files that you get from partners. And you set up EDI teams, and you do this with each and every one of your, your partners. And you build the logic yourself to, to, to take these files and translate them and, and create your picture of the supply chain. Not easy to do. A lot of companies don't even do this correctly. But there is software that you can buy that helps you do this. The problem is you have to connect with each and every one of your partners. And not just for one message, but potentially dozens of messages. And your partners change. So if you're drawing on a piece of paper, sort of this picture, you quickly get to what looks like a big spaghetti picture. Now, the second version of this are, uh, and, and it's billed as an innovation, which is EDI hubs. Instead of connecting to each and every one of the partners individually in your network, you connect once to a central hub that acts like a very smart switchboard and it routes the files to the proper addresses so that you don't have to connect to each and every one of your partners. You make one connection, and so too do your partners. They make one connection. They don't have to connect with everybody. Now, <clears throat> both of these models have significant deficits in the area of turning files into information. Because inside these files, and I'm talking about files like purchase orders and advanced ship notices and manifests and shipment status messages and commercial invoices. I mean, there are dozens of key supply chain objects that, that, that you need to have access to. 
these networks, whether they're hub or point-to-point, -point, do a very good job at delivering securely, safely, on time, sometimes, the, uh, the files themselves. But the onus of translating the content of those files, linking the many different files together to create a picture of the supply chain, is pushed to each and every partner on the network. And that's an incredibly expensive thing. It's very tough to do, and most companies can't afford it or do it right. So what you have at the end of the day are a lot of companies that have spent a lot of money on B2B exchange services to get files, to get individual pixels, but still no picture of the supply chain. So, okay, that sounds like it doesn't work. Is there a cure? Is there a, is there a solution to this problem? Yeah, there's, there's a cure, and, and, and I think the, 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 the cure is predicated on some very, very big things happening in technology today. The first is cloud. And, you know, cloud gives us a level of economics around IT deployment so that the software that you've been buying for years can be delivered to you in a different way that's less risky, less expensive, requires less capital outlay, and in many cases can be up and running much faster than, your, than the, the traditional way of delivering software. But in supply chain, especially around this notion of looking at the picture of the supply chain, there's one other thing that becomes very powerful, and that is cloud is more than just good IT economics. It's about new information models. And what I mean by this is you can take technology that individual companies would have had to invest in themselves, core technology that everybody in your network needs, and rather than pushing that technology to the edges of the hub so that every spoke needs to build it, you take that common technology thing and you move it to the center of the hub like a utility that everybody can use and subscribe to. These are cloud platforms and in supply chain they're very, very powerful because they do more than simply shuttle the files across the network, sending files across the network. They allow files and information elements to be posted and persisted in the cloud platform in a central place where the technology can be used to interpret the data in the files, link it, rationalize it, and create out of thousands of pixels a high-definition picture of the supply chain that everybody in the network can subscribe to at once. And that's a breakthrough. It sounds a lot like posting a picture onto Facebook. Well, it, 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 it has a lot of the economics and efficiencies of that information model. So the great thing about a lot of what you're seeing in the social world, the social media world, is you know, rather than send an email to uh, you know, each person at a time or send your picture to your mother, then send the picture of the, the vacation to your, your grandmother, you post it to Flickr and everybody can link to it. And the same sort of mechanism is true in supply chain, which is you post the informational elements that you control to a common place where they can be assembled and used to anybody who's linked to that business object or process. And so you update in one place and everybody gets the news in one place. It, it transforms how information gets exchanged across a broad community. It makes massively scalable information sharing possible. Okay, wow, that's a pretty interesting concept. Uh, we'll be dealing more into this uh, in Supply Chain Radio, so tune in again. Until then, we're signing off.